0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv.
1: It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter, Gregor Chisholm. And Gregor, the Blue Jays, one of the last teams really... Uh, to officially report for spring training as far as pitchers and catchers go. February 21st, the full team will be in action or reporting February 25th, but this is a chance to kind of set the stage for what is going to be coming quickly down in Florida. I know a lot of the players are already down there working out, Um, but let's set the stage for spring training, some of the key position battles, and I think as far as the Blue Jays go, what jumps out is that fifth starter job and and it's similar to a year ago when the fifth starter job was was an important battle and once again Aaron Sanchez a big part of it now last year he ended up in the bullpen down the stretch obviously and was a big part of that team's bullpen but they want him to start this year right
0: yeah I think so and and he certainly wants to start that's his clear stated preference and and to me it just makes too much sense to to put him there I mean it's a logical spot for Aaron Sanchez because of the ripple effect it has throughout the rest of the roster. And I just, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the lack of pitching depth that the Blue Jays have. Uh, They made a number of moves to try and address that uh, this off season. But if you have Aaron Sanchez as your fifth starter, then suddenly your depth looks pretty good because you've got Drew Hutchison uh, and Jesse Chavez as your two backup guys, and we know throughout the course of the season you can never get through with just five starters. You're going to need some reliable guys to be your first and second line of defense. If Sanchez starts in the bullpen, uh, he's probably going to have to stay there all year regardless of what happens with the starter, but if you start him in the rotation, uh, then suddenly you have two very nice pieces in, in backup options with, with Chavez and, and Hutchison. And then on top of all that, I think Sanchez is the guy out of anyone who has the highest upside. And we saw flashes of that last year. There's going to be some inconsistency along the way, um, but I think he has the tools for it, and it's just a matter of giving him the time to prove that he actually can do it.
1: They also have a couple wild cards out there in uh, Roberto Hernandez. And then Gavin Floyd, I think, is kind of fascinating. What What is the... What do they want to see out of Gavin Floyd? Because obviously this is a guy who's who's been very good in his career but he's had real trouble staying healthy the last few years, had some major injuries. What do they want to see out of Gavin Floyd and what are his chances of making the squad?
0: Yeah, Gavin Floyd's a really interesting case and you know a, a couple of things when the Jays signed him that that surprised me a little bit. One was that he did get a guaranteed deal. It was only for a $1 million and there's there's some incentives. Built into that, So it's still relatively low risk, but it was a guaranteed deal, which seems to indicate the Blue Jays have a spot for him on the 25-man roster. And the other thing that surprised me a little bit is I thought it was going to be a foregone conclusion that he would be in the bullpen. And GM Ross Atkins last week said that wasn't necessarily the case. It still looks like he probably will end up in the bullpen, but the Blue Jays are going to stretch him out in spring training, give him a shot at competing for the final spot. Uh, in the rotation and uh, you know you touched on it with him it's it's all but health and, and that's something he hasn't been able to experience for for quite a while now but going back to his days a few years ago uh, with the White Sox he was a really dependable arm who could eat up a lot of innings uh, I think from the Jays perspective they like that versatility um, but perhaps even more this is a guy who uh, was in Cleveland last year so Atkins and Mark Shapiro are familiar with him. He transitioned to the bullpen, and the sample size is very small, but there are some encouraging signs there. So at the very least, you're going to see him in the bullpen. Uh, I don't think you're going to see him in the rotation, at least at the start of the year, Uh, but there is an outside chance for that as well.
1: So much can happen in a bullpen as far as spring training goes, and really the whole season. I mean, you think back a year ago with the Blue Jays and to think Roberto Osuna would be the closer down the stretch and in the playoffs, nobody would have guessed that, but that's what happens. Now they seem in a better position, certainly because of Osuna, but also the trade for Drew Storen. So they go from last year where there was really a ton of question marks. Brett Cecil was kind of the guy, but but I I think nobody was really sure he was going to be able to be the guy, and in the end he he lost the job. So how much more confident are the Blue Jays in having Storn and Osuna, and is Storn the clear-cut guy heading into spring to be the ninth-inning guy? He's not the
0: clear-cut guy, but I think he is the favorite. Um, You know, similar to the Sanchez decision, uh, you know, I think just adjusting Osuna's role, the ripple effect that can have for the rest of the bullpen uh, would do wonders, and just the ability to use him. Uh, for more than one inning, uh, make him a multi-inning guy, similar to what we've seen the last couple of years from Aaron Sanchez. I think there's an awful lot of value in that. Uh, add in the fact that Storm has a lot of experience in the ninth inning. It's a role he's comfortable in. Uh, you know, I think that type of alignment works out really well, especially when you add a guy like Brett Cecil into that mix uh, as well. But it, it, you know, this is going to be a talking point. There's no question about it for, for the next six weeks or so. I don't think the Jays are going to make any kind of early announcement on it. Uh, But ultimately, when it's all said and done, uh, I would expect Storm to be the closer and and Osuna to be the setup guy. And, and, uh, you know, knowing uh, Roberto Osuna, I think he's going to be fine with that. If you had a a veteran-type pitcher who who was a closer last year, probably would take a bit of offense to to having the job taken away from him. I don't think you're going to see that out of Roberto Osuna. Uh, He's expressed a a, a love for that role, but I think, you know, especially with with his lack of seniority, I think he's going to be, Uh, very understanding and and willing to contribute in any way that the Jays need him to.
1: As far as position battles go outside of the pitching staff, not a lot here for the Blue Jays. Obviously, trading Ben Revere helped out as far as the crowded outfield goes. Um... So positionally, they're pretty set, but maybe not batting order. The question mark still remains about who's going to be the leadoff guy for this team. And we talked a little bit about Troy Tulawitzki and how he could fit into that role, even though he's not really the stereotypical leadoff guy. But Kevin Pillar has now come out and said he wants the job. So will they give him the chance at least with that enthusiasm to win that job?
0: It's not the move I would make, but I really do think that he is going to have a shot uh, at the leadoff spot. and The big issue with Pilar, I mean, last year he had a, a career year offensively, really exceeded expectations, uh, you know, hit around 278, I believe, very strong average for him, but he's never been able to put up the walk total to get the on-base percentage up to a level you'd normally want from, from a leadoff hitter. That's why I would go with Troy Tulowitzki in that spot, uh, especially early on. I think long-term, Devin Travis is going to be the, the leadoff hitter for this team, uh, but if he's out until June, the Jays have to fill that role with somebody for, for the first two months of the year. And um, you know, while I go with Tulowitzki, I, I, I'm starting to think that the organization is, is going to give uh, Kevin Pillar uh, an opportunity for this. You know, John Gibbons said uh, you know a week or two ago um, that he, he kind of hinted a little bit and he said that he liked Tulowitzki a little bit down in the order. And we we heard comments from him late in the season where that was uh, similar. Tulowitzki started in the leadoff spot, but then went to the middle of the order. I think Gibbons likes him there. Uh, And so especially if this is going to be a relatively short-term thing, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you see the Jays go with something a little unorthodox as well by putting Polar in that number one spot and and then slotting uh, Troy Tulowitzki down to the fifth. It's another one of the interesting battles that could go either way. Uh, It's a a roster that is pretty set, uh, but for a set roster, there's a lot of interesting question marks as to who's going to fill what role.
1: And you mentioned Devin Travis, and obviously eventually that makes for a little cra- more crowded infield. But they've done a great job, I think, of, of setting it up so they're good at second base, but there won't be any controversy once Travis comes back. When is he expected to be on the field down in Florida? Is there a point during spring training where he's going to at least be able to work out?
0: Yeah, I, I think you're going to see his workload increase as spring training goes along. I mean, right now it seems like the organization is, is tar- targeting in date at some point. Uh, in May, and if he's going to get back on the field in May, then uh, you would expect to, to start seeing him you know, take over some of the spring training uh, workouts and drills uh, probably towards the, the second half of camp, and uh, you know, most likely they're going to bring him along slowly. The one nice luxury the Jays have in all of this is that Ryan Goins really did have a very strong second half, uh, and they have a capable backup in Darwin Barney, so uh, unless there's an injury, the Jays are in a pretty good spot there, and if that's the way it stays, and I think they'd be well-served to, to really take their time with Devin Travis, not to rush him back, uh, you know, give him a, a proper uh, spring training like he would have if he was healthy. So give him the six weeks to get ready. Give him some extended at-bats in the minor leagues on the way up uh, if that's what's needed. Make him win the job again, and I, I think he will, um, but uh, just kind of forcing it uh, on his hands i think would would be good for his overall development as well so that's where the the overall depth that the jays have at at that spot uh, becomes pretty key
1: how about for uh let's talk about the life of a beat writer in spring training gregor because i know it's it's different than the regular season for one thing you're basically spending six weeks for you in a foreign country for for most (laughs) riders at least in a warmer climate but uh do you enjoy the spring and the fact that I know it's it's a little more laid back as far as players go and getting to talk to these guys without the the pressure and stress of a regular season or a pennant race? Does that make your job easier?
0: Yeah, it really does, and it's a, it's a key time. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of always a lot of interesting things going along with the club, which is something that you know I find interesting. Whether it's the competition battles for roster spots or or just uh, you know the up and coming prospects getting a little bit of exposure, but the thing you touched on is probably the most enjoyable aspect of it, and that—that's getting these guys in an environment that—that that is a little bit more low-key. Uh, you know, uh, lucky with MLB.com that I'm down there for uh, the entire duration, so it's not like I'm just in and out for for a week or so. Uh, you get to spend six weeks with these guys day in and day out, uh, and that's when some of the, the better stories are told. Uh, and there's always a compelling uh, a guy who seems, seemingly comes out of nowhere, and we know sometimes success training can be fleeting but uh, you know for some of these guys who are trying to make the, the roster this is a really crucial time um, and so it, it's it, it's a, it's a good kind of uh, you know headsway into the into the start of the, the season um, you know a little a little bit of relaxing time uh, for both the players uh, and, and for the media alike to kind of get into the groove Uh, before, uh, you know, the stresses of the regular season begin.
1: And we look forward to hearing all your reports from down there in Dunedin during the spring. Gregor Chisholm, thanks a lot. This has been another edition of the MLB.com Extra's Blue Jays podcast.